Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and welcome to the today's solo podcast while I have a stroke. How is everybody? I missed ya. I took last week's solo off for my birthday. Thanks for being so kind with all the birthday wishes and letting me take that day off, which I'm going to tell you all about my birthday. But I just feel like I haven't chatted with you guys in a minute, so I'm excited. We have some announcements before we do personal trash. Uh, first one is today, the day you're listening to this, is the last day to enter the giveaway to come to my birthday party Nailed Salon is throwing me a party. It was so nice of them. They reached out and they were like, we would love to do something for you and the trashers. And what a perfect way to get together and celebrate then pedicures and fun. So make sure to go enter that. You will get to bring a plus one and there will be some weekly trash merch and some goodies. So I'm excited for that. Second thing, Haley Divine is coming on the podcast this week. So freaking excited she's coming on Wednesday. Episode will be out Thursday. And I've been following Haley Devine since I was 15 years old. I watched her homecoming video with Brad when he came home from his mission probably 20 times, like 20 times a day. Let's be real. It was honestly my Roman empire. I thought about that all the time. That, and then also if you're a Utah girl, you know, the Lees, um, Eden Lee and Ryan Lee's homecoming video as well was on repeat my whole high school, whole high school career life. Uh, I wanted to have a missionary so bad, so badly. Didn't work out, but you know what? It's okay because my life is great, but I wanted to write a missionary and have a videographer film when he came home and like us hug and know that like we're not supposed to hug because he's still a missionary. Um, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you're obviously not Mormon or you didn't grow up around Mormons, but yeah, love, love, love her. So excited to chat with her and ask her all the questions and get to get the inside scoop about Haley Divine. So very excited about that. Those are the two announcements and now we can jump right in to the trash. Let's do some personal trash. Personal trash is brought to you by Spearmint Love. Spearmint Love is an online baby and kids store with everything you could think of between footies, rompers, knit hats, pacifiers, graphic tees, bows, toys, literally every baby essential. It's my go-to website for ordering cute matching outfits though for my kiddos because they have the funnest prints ever. But they also have classic basics like their best-selling organic waffle collection that is so cozy and so functional. They really do have what you want and what you need, honestly. They sent me some matching neutral checkered PJs for my kids, and I was obsessed because checkered is everything. And then they also sent me some golf-themed jammies for Brooks. Like, that is a want and a need. They're so freaking cute. Whatever your style is, they have it. And if you guys are looking to get some cute Valentine's outfits, Christmas outfits, anything holiday-themed, Spearmint Love is the place to go. And they are giving Trashers an exclusive discount that I'm only going to offer for podcast listeners. And that is weekly trash for 25% off site wide. Again, this is only for podcast listeners. I'm not sharing this with anyone else on any other platform. So head on over to spearmintlove.com and browse the over hundreds of brands that they have on site. All different price ranges and added bonus, they have extremely fast shipping. So again, spearmintlove.com, use code weeklytrash for 25% off. And thank you, Spearmint Love, for sponsoring today's episode. I had my birthday, but I also had Bentley's birthday. Bentley came first, January 2nd. It was her first friend party. We did a swimming party. The theme was dive into five. And she wanted there to be dolphins. It had to be dolphin themed. So I came up with the idea to do like swimming with dolphins and I ordered like probably 15 of these floaty dolphins. So everyone who came to the party got to take one home as a party favor. And she had the best time. She did not want to come out of the pool. She was living her best life, all of her friends from school. And you know, like when you think about your first memory as a kid, Like I can remember like my earliest memory, 
I think was actually my fifth or fourth birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And like, I still remember that. This for sure was a core memory for her. And it's probably going to be one of her earliest memories. And that is so cool and also kind of scary because now she's going to remember the things I do, the things I say. And it's so exciting, but also nerve wracking because I want to make sure that everything's perfect for her. But it was so much fun and she got to have everyone sing her happy birthday and opening the presents was like Christmas morning all over again, but way better because her friends were helping her open them and they were so excited for her to open the presents and like tell her about what they got her and she just loved it. She is my social butterfly. She is my mini me in every sense the way our personalities are scarily similar and I, I just had the best time watching her live her best life with her best friends. So that was really fun. Also exhausting. You know how it is. Kid parties, the messes. I'm just grateful it wasn't at my house. So I could just like clean up and then leave. And then we came home and it was like, okay, bath and bed. Like that was really nice. Um, and then the next day was my birthday. If you didn't wish me happy birthday, you suck. Um, how rude. I've decided that people who see people's Instagram stories and it says happy birthday, like you know it's their birthday and you don't wish them happy birthday, someone hurt you. Like you are hurt. You have a hurt soul. Why aren't you wishing people happy birthday? And I I don't know if it's just me, but I take birthdays so seriously, so seriously. And I would see the people who are seeing my story who should have wished me happy birthday, like I thought they would wish me happy birthday and they didn't. And I, I was shocked. I want to now, I I did a TikTok about this. I want to now send them cookies on their birthday. Like I want to make them feel so bad for not wishing me happy birthday. The one day a year where it is all about me. And as a mother, we barely get that. So yeah, I was offended if you didn't wish me happy birthday. Will I get over it? Probably. Is it a big deal? Not really. But I just think if you're listening to this right now, let this be your reminder that when you see it's someone's birthday, wish them happy birthday. It's really not that hard. Like it's not that hard. And it's just nice because you don't know what if they get birthday blues like me. Every year I cry on my birthday for no reason. Nothing bad happened. I'm not sad I'm getting older. I just get depressed. But I did not cry this year. I did not cry because you guys were all so nice and wished me happy birthday, even though there were like six people that didn't, I won't name names, but the other hundreds of you that did, it meant the world and I love you for it. Thank you so much. And I, I had a good day. It was like a chill day. It wasn't anything crazy because I really celebrated it on Saturday with my friends, Maddie, Bree, and Kate. But on my actual birthday, woke up, took Bentley to school. Um, at her school, when it's your birthday, you bring a treat for everybody. So she wanted to do cotton candy. So we brought cotton candy for all the kids. Sorry to all the parents out there. Uh, that was not the best, cleanest treat to bring, but you know, that's what Bentley wanted. And then I went to the gym. I actually got a good workout in. So that was nice. And then babysitter came took care of the kids and I went to Fika, which is like foot reflexology. It's heavenly. I will say the first time I went, I was pregnant. And so it felt extra good. Like it felt better than sex. It was incredible. And I think that just ruined every experience after because nothing feels better than a foot massage when you're pregnant, like nothing. So each time I go like expecting that same euphoric feeling. Um, it's still incredible, but being pregnant and going to Fika is top three favorite things. So went to Fika, got my massage. It was great. But the guy next to me was like, had his headphones in. So Fika is like a spa. Like you're supposed to be quiet. It's supposed to be a very reverent place. Okay. All whispering, no phones. And I, it's not a place where you would want to be on your phone. Like it's not a pedicure where you're like sitting there and you're on your phone. Like your eyes should be fucking closed and you should be sleeping. It's incredible. It's a place for you to 
freaking unplug. And this guy next to me, they have like these sheets that not sheets, like um a curtain that like covers each section, but it's like sheer. So you can kind of see like the shadows of the people and then one next to you. And he had headphones in and his headphones were so loud. This man must have been half deaf because it was so loud. And he was listening to CNN, literally listening to the news, watching CNN with his headphones in. And I told the girl that was doing my massage because at first I didn't know he had headphones in because that's how loud it was. And I was like, hey, am I a bitch if I tell this guy to like turn his fucking phone off? <laughs> like, what the hell? And she, she was like, and she was like the sweetest, cutest little thing. She was a student there. So she probably was like, um, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, oh, he, he has headphones in. And I was like, he has headphones in and it's this loud. And she was like, do you want me to say something? I'm like, no, it's fine. Like if he has headphones, like whatever. But I was shocked that this man was just so disrespectfully listening to CNN as loud as possible in his headphones at a freaking foot spa. Luckily, it only lasted like 10 minutes, but I was, I was about to go full Karen on him, but I didn't. I held back because it was my birthday and I was trying to absorb good energy. Um, but I did that. Then I went and got my Botox, which actually, so I always talk about Botox and Dysport. For those who aren't familiar with the drug, Botox freezes your muscles. Dysport does the same thing. It's just like a different brand like Tylenol and ibuprofen. Um, or Advil or whatever. And I've been doing a new thing called Daxi. It's the same type of thing where it freezes your muscles, but it works so much better on me. So if you don't feel like Botox or Dysport lasts a long time for you, you should try Daxi because it's really, 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 really good. So I went and I got my Daxi and I didn't know that after you get it, I mean, I, I did know, but I completely forgot that you can't wear a hat and I looked so ratchet on my birthday. My hair was disgusting. And then like from the Fika, they do a scalp massage. So my hair got even extra nasty and I had no makeup on. I looked like shit, but I was planning on going to Tsunami for sushi with Caleb after I got my Daxi and my plan was to wear a hat. Couldn't do that. So if you saw me on my birthday, no, you didn't. I looked heinous. Um, but I did go to Tsunami. I got sushi. And for the first time in my entire life, I didn't finish my rolls and I only got two rolls. I couldn't believe what was happening. I think I'm out of my sushi era. I know. I don't know what happened because I don't think it's the trisepatide because I've been on trisepatide for a while and I've still wanted sushi. But like this last couple of like weeks, I do not crave it at all. I couldn't even finish it. So that was weird. I don't know. Maybe 28 is the year that I stopped liking sushi. Like what? I can't believe those words are even coming out of my mouth. My bank account is thrilled though. My bank account is thrilled because I don't spend $100 getting myself one meal at Tsunami. But because I ordered, guys, I would order like four rolls sometimes five. Okay. No shame. I love food and I would devour it, devour it. And I haven't in forever. So that was crazy. But Tsunami has this dessert called coconut glory and it's fried bananas with homemade coconut ice cream. That's something people don't know about Tsunami. If you live in Utah, they make their ice cream homemade. So if you go to Tsunami, you have to get their ice cream, whether you get the Coconut Glory or just like their homemade vanilla ice cream with some chocolate syrup, mm, it slaps. It's delish. Delish. So I did get that. And then we, my mother-in-law was watching the kids and we went to dinner at like seven and me and Caleb eat so fast. Like we are in and out of a restaurant within like 40 minutes. Um, if it's a sit down, if it's fast food, I mean, we're out of there in like five minutes. But we we finished and I was like, okay, there's no way the kids are asleep yet. And I don't want to go home and put them to bed. So Caleb was like, well, should we like go park and make out somewhere? And we haven't made out in, I don't know, we tried to figure out the last time we made out. And it honestly was probably when we were engaged like eight years ago. 
So we, we parked somewhere and we made out for a second and we were, we were laughing because we don't do that. And it was just like, so high school of us. And Caleb was like, yeah, I don't think it's that comfortable. Like the bed's way more comfortable. That's why we don't do this. And I'm like, facts, that is true. It's not as like naughty and spontaneous, spontaneous, but it definitely, definitely is different. But the bed is much better, much better. I'm curious though, how many of you guys make out with your spouses still? And do you do it in the back of your car? Anybody? Anybody? I recommend just doing it. Just do it for fun. Just because you you can say you did. Did that. um, And then I watched the Real Housewives finale, which I'll talk about in Pop Culture TikTok Trash. Insane. Insane. But yeah, that was my birthday. And then Saturday, uh, which was yesterday, yesterday or no. Well, yeah, it was not yesterday. But before we talk about Saturday, I went and saw anyone but you because Jordan had told me it was so good. So I was like, okay, let's go. My friend Carly had reached out actually before Jordan's episode and said she wanted to go see it. And so after Jordan's episode, I was like, yeah, we have to see it. So Thursday, me and my friends, we went and saw it. And I didn't love it. I low-key thought it wasn't very good. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, And I feel like that's a hot take. A lot of people are obsessed. And they're like shipping Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. And I just think they're good actors. Like this whole conspiracy that they're dating that like you see on TikTok and Instagram and page six and everywhere I think it's all like for the movie. It's publicity. It's not real. I don't think their chemistry was that insane. Like the notebook, that chemistry was insane. How to lose a guy in 10 days, that chemistry was insane. Um, Last song, that chemistry was insane. This one, no. And I'm sorry, but there were moments where the acting was very bad. Very, very bad. But it was a fun little like get out, go and about girl movie, but definitely don't think I'll see it again. And there's like the one scene, if you know, you know, the anteater scene. And some people are like, I can't, that was so disgusting. I didn't think it was disgusting. I just don't understand why they did it. It really made no sense. It didn't have like any like funny factor to it. It was just kind of weird. Um, But yeah, overall 6.5 out of 10. I also hate going to movies with people that talk during movies. So, and I went with my friends and my friends like to talk and I'm like, everyone shut up. I'm trying to watch this movie. So that also maybe made me not like it. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, And Sydney Sweeney's body though. I talked about this with Jordan, like her titties, her real titties are incredible. Like it was, they were hot, but I just didn't think it was that good movie. And the part where they put their hands down each other's pants In what world is that showing like cute affection? I have never, especially on a hike, on a hike, which means that you're sweaty. Have I thought, let me stick my hand and put it on Caleb's sweaty butt crack. Never, never have I ever, ever thought that that was a way to show affection was putting my hands down someone's pants while on a hike. Uh, Like, okay, you are in bed. You put your hands down their pants. Okay, obviously. But picture a hike, you guys. Like, you're sweating. You're sticky. You're gross. And you put your hand down your significant other's pants. Specifically, where their butthole is. Ew. Ew. Did not understand. <laughs> did not. Like, there was just things in the movie that just weren't adding up to me. Like, it was so unrealistic and so stupid sometimes that I was like, what is even happening right now? But each their own if you loved it love that for you not my fave so did that Thursday and then Saturday is when we went and stayed at this new hotel downtown called La Meridian or La Meridian I don't know so cute though highly recommend cheaper than Grand America better than Grand America Grand America is so overrated I think the pool's really pretty and like the hotel itself is really pretty but the rooms suck ass the beds suck ass it smells like old people and I just don't, don't love it. Don't love it. 
So very happy that we decided to go to this one. And if you are somebody who likes to drink, they have a rooftop bar with like a pool on the roof, which is super cool. We didn't end up doing that, but I just feel like it's a really cool place for people who maybe want to like party on their birthday. Um, and like the pool's heated. So like if it was snowing outside, you could like swim in the pool with like a cocktail. Like that could be really fun, but we didn't do that. We went to city Creek and fashion place, did some shopping. I got some pants and some cute shoes. Maybe I'll do a little like haul if you want to see. Um, and then I'm really proud of myself because I almost bought a Louis Vuitton bag, which I did not need did not need did not need but I've been looking at this bag for a while and I was like well let's just like go in there it's my birthday like let's just go see and they had one left and I was so close to getting it but I was so responsible you guys I was so responsible and I was like no like let's go walk around the rest of the mall first and as I was walking around the rest of the mall I was able to like talk myself down because I'm very spontaneous in the sense that like if I'm at a store and I see something and I, I like talk it up in my head, like, yeah, you need it. You need it. I will get it at the spot on the spot. Same with like tattoos. Like if we go to a tattoo parlor and someone's like, you should get a tattoo. I'll think about it for two seconds and be like, you're right. I should get a tattoo. Like I have a problem. I'm very impulsive. So I just had to take a minute. I was like, no, we are going to, we're going to walk through the mall. We're going to think about this decision and then we're going to come back. And I was a big girl. I chose not to get it. And I'm just really proud of myself for that because I did not need it. I don't even have enough time in the month to wear the bags I do have, let alone add to the collection. So yeah. But am I still thinking about the bag? Yes. Do I still want it? Yes. Will I maybe get it? Yes. But I didn't get it on my birthday. So that's that's on being financially responsible. Um, but I did get a Charlotte Tilbury night cream that is way overhyped. I saw, was it Avery Woods? I think it was Avery Woods on TikTok. I saw her use it and I was like, oh, I'll try this because I like the La Mer and La Mer is like $500 and I got it last year for my birthday. And that is absolutely absurd to spend that much money on a lotion. Um, especially since I usually just use dime products, which are not even a hundred dollars. So, but it was my birthday last year and Caleb was like, let's get it. So I got it, fell in love with it, of course. Um, and I'm trying to find something to replace it. That's like as bougie and the Charlotte Tilbury one that Avery Woods posted about, it's like almost like a chapstick balm consistency. It's really like sticky. And so I bought that and I actually hate it. So I'm going to return that. So if you wanted to know my thoughts on it, I don't love it. I don't like the way it sits on my face it like my face was sticky the whole day. And maybe it's because I don't wash my face in the morning. And it's like, you're probably supposed to do that. I only wash my face at night. So my face was just like sticky the rest of the day. So I don't like that stuff. I'm going to return that and just going to go buy the bag. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. They're not even equivalent in price. But we went to Benihana's for dinner. We were supposed to go to this new restaurant in City Creek called Aquaterra. And it's like a steakhouse sushi, like kind of fancy. But I decided I wanted to wear comfy clothes. And I had never been to Benihana. And so we just like changed plans, which is so fun to just like change plans when you don't have kids and you don't have like any responsibilities. You can just do whatever. So we went to dinner at like nine o'clock at night and it was so fun. Um, it was delicious. I got the teriyaki steak, fried rice, so freaking good. And I did get an alcoholic beverage. I did. I did. I was trying to convince all my friends to drink just like one drink because they've never drank in their life. Um, but they didn't. So that's fine. But I ordered one to like kind of see if maybe they would want to do the same. I got the exotic mojito. Didn't taste like alcohol at all. So who knows that there's even alcohol in it. But, you know, I just, it's always so fun for me. And people who didn't grow up religious or don't live in Utah maybe cannot relate to this. It's a little niche. But there is something so cool to me at 28 years old about having to pull out my ID. I don't ask why. Don't ask why. There is just something so cool. I feel like the cool kid when they're like, okay, can I see your ID? And it's like, oh my gosh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because I am 28 years old. Um, so I kind of just ordered it just so I could give them my ID. I have not, I was telling Kate, I had not had a sip of alcohol in like 
three, two years. And so that was just like a fun little birthday treat for me. Um, some extra calories onto the, my teriyaki steak and fried rice. And then after Kate didn't sleep over, but we went back to the hotel, me, Maddie and Brie and made TikToks. I literally almost peed my pants. So funny. We did like dancing ones. I am so bad. I'm a freestyle girl. I can dance to my own beat. Okay. I can make up my own dance. You want me to freestyle? I will win. I will win. But you want to teach me a dance? You want me to follow instructions? Not a chance. Not a chance. I have confirmed to myself that I am dyslexic, not only in reading, but in just in general. I could not do anything. And I was doing everything in the opposite direction. I was a struggle bus. I posted, if you follow on Instagram, you saw me post me messing up. We were peeing ourselves. We were like, what I was doing was more complicated than what we were supposed to do. I could not do it. We also did like a Macarena. Macarena. Hey, Macarena. We did one of these like TikToks with that song. Also almost peed my pants. Um, and I just realized like I am not meant to be a TikTok dancer. Thank goodness TikTok isn't trying to push that on the algorithm because I would fail completely. Not my thing. Not my thing. But Brie and Maddie slayed. They did a very good job. And then of course we went to sleep and we ended up staying up till almost two in the morning. Girl talk, chatty Cathy's, just hanging out. Finally fell asleep. The comfiest beds ever. And of course I brought my blankie because I need it to smell like my house. My blankie smells like my house gives me comfort. I fall asleep. So nice. And then at nine in the morning, we're trying to sleep until checkout, right? Like we're like, we're sleeping until 11 tops. We want them to break down the door to get us out of here. 9am. We hear the freaking cleaning maid room service or what she say? Cleaning service, cleaning service. Knock, 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 knock. I wanted to punch her in the face. I was like, are you freaking serious? I open the door and she's like, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't know you were sleeping. You didn't know I was sleeping. It's 9 a.m. On a, on a Sunday. Of course I'm sleeping. So that was annoying. That woke us up. And then none of us could really fall back asleep after that. So that was cool. Um, so what we went to do, sleep, ended up, we really only got, let's see, nine minus two. Let's do math. That's seven hours. We got seven hours, which is great, but I wanted 10. I wanted 10 hours of sleep. And then we went and got a coffee and bagels and came home. And then I did a family party at my house last night. I made Bentley's favorite food, spaghetti. She loves spaghetti right now. But of course, the one night I actually make it, she doesn't eat it. So that was cool. Made that. And then we went around in a circle and everyone told me what they love about me, which is like one of my favorite and least favorite things in the world. Same with when people wish me happy birthday. Like I, I love when people wish me happy birthday, but I equally want to crawl into a hole because I don't like compliments and I don't like attention when it's like not deserved. If that makes sense. Like I like attention if I'm putting on a show for somebody, if I'm telling a joke, if I'm being funny, but if people are just giving me attention for literally like no reason, makes me uncomfortable, makes me so uncomfortable because I'm just like sitting there. So we're going around and I'm loving the compliments, but I'm just feeling so uncomfortable that I'm just sitting there. Um, but if you guys want to know some of the things that my family loves about me, I'll tell you. Uh, they love that I'm so loyal. They love that I'm so fun, that I'm so kind, that I make everybody feel so loved, and that I'm so funny. Those are top five things that my family loves about me. It is officially, I've officially been 28 for five days. And I, I feel, I feel older. I do. I'm not going to lie. I feel, I feel older. I feel wiser. And 28 is going to be a good year. I can feel it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, I forgot for my birthday, we took pictures because I wanted to wear sweatpants to dinner. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry, guys. I want to go to dinner in sweatpants. So I put on my fancy dress just to take pictures <laughs> And it was so funny. The people, the people at the front desk probably thought we were psychotic because Maddie's holding the Alex Earl light and then her flashlight. Kate's filming the behind the scenes. 
Brie is like getting down on all these different angles and I'm just sitting there. I'm the only one dressed up. The rest of them are in sweats and I'm all dressed up going to different spots of the hotel lobby, taking a photo shoot. Basically it was hilarious, but the photos turned out iconic. So go follow me on Instagram at the weekly trash and tell me that I'm stunning. Thank you. Um, and that is my personal trash. I think, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, that's it. Which means we can go to pop culture and TikTok trash. The things I consumed on, on the ticky talky and the pop culture side of the world. Pop culture and TikTok trash is brought to you by Road to Baby. Did you know when in eight people in the U.S. alone struggle with infertility and have difficulties growing their family? The team at Road to Baby understand the pain and frustration that can come with infertility, and they are here to help you navigate that often bumpy road to parenthood. Road to Baby is a surrogacy, egg, and sperm donation agency based out of San Diego, California, who connects those in need with surrogates, egg donors, and sperm donors to help them grow their families. Road to Baby believes in fairly compensating those who make these dreams of parenthood come true. First-time surrogates working with Road to Baby receive a minimum of $56,000 for their incredible dedication. Egg donors are generously compensated at $10,000 per donation, and sperm donors earn $5,000 for their first donation. If you have ever considered becoming a surrogate, egg donor, or sperm donor yourself, we encourage you to reach out to Road to Baby. You have the power to change lives and make parenthood dreams come true. And wait, there's more. If surrogacy, egg, or sperm donation isn't for you, but you know someone who might be a perfect fit, you can earn $1,000 in referrals for egg and sperm donors and $6,000 or more for a surrogate referral. So if you or someone you know is struggling with infertility, remember that you are not alone. The experts at Road to Baby are there to help you navigate this often path to parenthood that can be so challenging. Their experience and guidance can make all the difference in your journey. Road to Baby exists to help grow families, create life-lasting connections, and make dreams a reality. If you're ready to take that next step or just curious to learn more about the process, schedule a free consultation with Road to Baby and visit www.roadtobaby.com. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. If you watch, you know. If you didn't, you must. You must. I don't care. I don't care what you what you think of Real Housewives. You have to start this last season. Monica, Monica, Monica. Okay. If you plan on watching, which you should, please fast forward for the next two minutes. I will now be spoiling. We find out Monica is a internet troll, basically, that she has been having this secret account, Reality Von Tees where she's trying to expose Jen Shaw and in the process has also thrown a little shade at the rest of the housewives, which I went back and looked at the reality Von T's page. I only saw hate for Jen. I didn't see anything about all the other girls. There was even a post where she was like saying that uh, Whitney Rose was hot and that she should get that back or something. Like I I didn't see bad things about the other girls. So I'm confused why they were so livid. I mean, I get that it's, I mean, there's the whole side of it not being honest and feeling betrayed that I can understand. But the way that they were angry at her where like Heather said that they've been scared for their, for their reputations and their lives because of reality bounties. I was like, wait, that seems a little dramatic because I didn't see anything. So if anybody has screenshots of something I'm missing, let me know. Because from what I saw, it was just her exposing Jen Shaw, which I'm all about. And honestly, the other housewives should have done it too. So if that was really all, then I I don't understand why it was, they were like so pissed. But I do understand the side of it being like, oh my gosh, this person that's been in our circle that we've been like celebrating secretly had a Instagram page bashing one of us, like one of the housewives, um, which for the record, she deserved all the bashing. Jen Shaw is a horrible person. But then it comes out that the person who runs the account with Monica is Heather's hair girl, Tanisha. Yeah, there was a lot of drama. 
there is a lot of drama. I've been following on Instagram. I've been following on TikTok. I've been texting people. I've been getting inside scoops. And it's all just a lot. It's a lot. And the reunion is tomorrow. Or I guess if you're listening to it, it's tonight. And I am so freaking excited. I am so excited. I feel very torn because Monica was one of my favorites. Monica and Lisa were my favorites throughout the season. And now I'm I'm confused about Monica. I want to hear her side. I want to hear why she didn't tell the truth. The producers obviously knew. Obviously knew. That's why she was casted. Her casting never made sense. It just didn't. As much as I loved her and I loved how like she was relatable and it was fun to see like a different side of the franchise, it didn't make sense because the whole point of Housewives is for them to be like these wealthy, loaded women that like live a lifestyle that we all want to live. And so she never made sense in the franchise. And so I was like, well, maybe the franchise is trying to like mix it up a little bit. But no, they casted her because they knew that she was reality bounties. They knew that this would come out and they wanted the drama. They wanted the juice. They wanted a big uproar of people taking sides and polarizing the audience. Like that's what they wanted. And that's what they got. Like people are either diehard Monica or diehard Heather Gay, which I will say Heather Gay slayed. Okay. That was great television. Proof timeline receipts like that was iconic behavior that was beautiful television she deserves a golden globe um but now it's all making sense why monica was casted and she obviously cannot be a housewife again like that in no world will monica be a housewife in the second in the next season it just like it just doesn't make sense and so i feel bad for monica in that sense because i'm not quite sure what she expected because obviously this is going to come out obviously these women were going to hate her for it and or and even if they don't actually hate her they were going to play into it for television because at the same time reality tv is reality tv like a lot of it is produced so i don't know how much these women actually hate monica in real life but on the show they're going to portray like they're really upset and obviously monica can't come back so, I mean, she had to have known going into this, it was going to be a one and done season, but I don't know, like maybe, I think there's a t- not even a 10% chance that Monica could come back on the show, but it was just wild. It It's wild. I cannot wait to hear her side because again, the producers had to have known, right? So I want to give Monica the benefit of the doubt that maybe she wanted to come clean and wanted to say, hey, I want to tell you guys. I had this account where I wanted to expose Jen Shaw and you guys were kind of collateral damage and the producers were like, no, hold off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the biggest bombshell for me was when Heather Gay says that Jen Shaw punched her in the face, which we all knew. Like we all knew. But for her to say it, wild and then of course Jen Shaw comes out and she's like I'm gonna sue Andy Cohen and Heather Gay I'm like with what money Jen with what money are you gonna sue them for defamation also it's their word against yours you are a criminal good luck good luck Jen so that was real hot size like city insane um Gypsy Rose is free Gypsy fucking Rose is free from prison um that woman is now the face of TikTok, Instagram. She is famous. She is the it girl of the season. And she wants everyone to know that her husband's D is fire. Okay. People are coming at her saying that like her husband is like gross and whatever coming at their relationship. And they got married while she was in jail. So like they were never able to be intimate with one another. Which may I just have so many questions about that. Like, you're in jail. Like, you don't have a you don't have a phone. Like, you couldn't have been sending her dick pics. So when he would visit her in jail, would he just like flash her his penis and be like, "This is what you're getting if you marry me"? Like, how did they know? How did she know she wanted to marry this man before any intimacy? Like, that's crazy. I guess Mormons do it all the time, but like, I just, it's weird. It's crazy. Not just Mormons, Catholics do. A lot of people that are religious do that. Um, but that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. So he comes, he comes and picks her up from jail and I'm sure they went straight to the bedroom and she showed her that that D was fire. 
and they're just having the best time. She's blowing up on TikTok. Let's see how many followers does Gypsy Rose have on TikTok right now? It's insane. She was on Vile Files podcast. Um, she's just really taking over the world. Let's see. Gypsy Rose Blanchard has, all right, 9.1 million followers. Insane. Like, I wonder what her friends in prison are thinking right now. Like, do they know? Like, are they aware? I just have so many questions. And her show with Lifetime came out yesterday. So I need to watch that. I've, I just, I just know she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, like a thousand percent. She's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And I also could see her being, you know, what would be so funny if she was on The Masked Singer. I don't know if she can sing, but that would just be funny. That would be a good time. Um, but yeah, Gypsy Rose, she's free at last. And we are all wanting to know every detail about her life. And yeah, love, love that for Gypsy Rose. The last thing is Golden Globes. Golden Globes. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I did not watch it. I did not watch it. And even if I did have it on, I'd probably still be scrolling TikTok. So did not watch, but I saw all the TikTok clips. I've seen what the people are talking about. And we're going to discuss First, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. Date night at Golden Globes. They kissed. Okay, it was a weird kiss. Like their lips didn't even touch really, but they kissed on television and they were being so cutesy and he still kind of looks like a rat, but happy for her. Happy for her. She seems to be so giddy, so in love. And it's funny, my mother-in-law went and saw Willy Wonka. She obviously has no idea who Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are. She doesn't live in the same world as me. And she was like, yeah, after we left, I was like, oh, Timothy Chalamet, he, that actor, I have a little crush on him. And I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know, Katie. The internet is obsessed with him, obsessed with him. Maybe I need to see Wonka so I can understand, but I still kind of think he looks like a rat. But they, they were lovers. They were lovers. And then there was this drama between Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift, and Kalia Miles. Kalia? Kalia Miles? Kalia Sperry Miles. She was married to Ty Miles Teller. Oh my gosh. I was saying Miles. Her last name's Teller. Can you tell that I don't get much sleep? Okay. So Selena Gomez comes up to Taylor Swift, says something. We don't know what she says. Taylor Swift is taken back. She is like, what? Then Kalia Teller says mouths, at least what people assume she mouthed, was Timothy Chalamet. So all these rumors are spilling around that Selena Gomez asked for a picture with Timothy Chalamet and he said no because of the drama with the Kardashians and Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift are best friends. And now it's like this giant spiral of, of conclusions of why this happened I didn't know that Timothy Chalamet and Selena Gomez actually filmed a movie together. So they're like friends because I thought it was really random that she would ask for a picture. But they filmed the movie um, A Rainy Day in New York back in 2019. So, yeah. But Selena is saying that that never happened. Well, she's not straight up saying that, but an insider source is saying that that never happened. She never even went up to Kylie Jenner or Timothy Chalamet, but it's all suspicious. It looks suspicious if you've seen the video and it definitely looks like Kalia is saying Timothy Chalamet. So that happened. Some more drama that kind of includes Taylor Swift was Joe Coy, Joy Coy, the comedian his little monologue. Um, I didn't, again, I didn't watch, but I saw the clips. He made a joke about how Golden Globes is better than the NFL, but the NFL shows Taylor Swift more than Golden Globes. And like Taylor Swift makes this face and everyone's like, oh, she's pissed. That was so mean. That was so horrible. Two things. Um, that's like the least offensive joke that's ever been said about Taylor Swift ever. Like she has been roasted by so many comedians hosts at Golden Globes at all these award shows she's had to deal with the jokes about the boyfriends and you know her reputation whatever those jokes would have been more offensive this was just like a silly innocent joke and it's true I mean the NFL does show her more than the Golden Globes so 
I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But the internet's going crazy about it. And they want like him to apologize. And then he's saying that he didn't even write all the jokes. His whole monologue was pretty bad. And then he made a joke about like the Barbie movie and how, you know, Barbie went from having big titties to cellulite and flat feet and just like not funny. It just wasn't funny. And I actually love his, a lot of his comedy. He was dating Chelsea Handler, if you know who that is, if you have any idea who Joe Coy is. Um, I actually think he's really funny, but that monologue was just not, not it. And the Swifties are pissed at him. The Swifties are coming for him. And if there's one group of people that you don't want to come for you, it is the Swifties. So good luck. Good luck, Joy Coy. But that's my pop culture and TikTok trash. That's the things that I was assuming with pop culture. So that means it is time for Trashers Trash. Trashers Trash is brought to you by Dime Beauty. Dime's mission is to create luxurious skincare and beauty products that are clean, effective, and affordable. They have everything you need to give yourself glowing, clear, healthy skin. I have used Dime for over five years and I always get compliments on my skin. And every time I tell people it's Dime and they look it up and see the prices, they're shocked because it's not a trillion dollars. It's affordable and it's clean and we love it. I recently just went on my little girl's trip and all my products were Dime with some other little ones thrown in there. But 90% of what I use on my face is Dime Beauty. I'm not just saying that. It is true. I'm obsessed. I love it. I also love, love, love their wonder screen. I put it on as a first step to my makeup routine because it gives my face like the prettiest hint of color and glow. And it's also sunscreen, which is amazing because nobody wants wrinkles. So try one of the amazing Dime products today by going to dimebeautyco.com and use code weeklytrash20 for an exclusive 20% off. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's see if we got any new ones since I last looked. Okay, let's start with this one. I'm about 90% sure I have ADHD. I'm just figuring this out at 32 years old. It makes me feel like I'm so weird compared to everyone else, even though I know lots of people have it too. I think we all have it in some form. I think social media, our phones, the, the fact that none of us can really concentrate on just one thing I think we all struggle with it a little bit, obviously more than others. That's why there's Adderall. That's why there's medications, but you're definitely not alone. So many people have it. Um, but that is like a weird feeling to realize you do have it. Have you gone to a doctor? Because you said you're 90% sure. So maybe go to a doctor, maybe find out for sure. Um, maybe it's just like hormones. Maybe it's your diet. Um, how much red 40 are you having? Are you eating a lot of red 40? Are you eating, what is it? Chamu pickles, Kamoi pickles. <laughs> are you eating those? Maybe that has to do with, um, the ADHD symptoms. Um, getting a breast reduction. So excited, but need advice for recovery period. Give me all the info. Okay. Breast reduction info. Easiest recovery ever for me, at least. I don't know if you're getting implants, it might be a little different, but I felt so good. I think with a reduction, since you're so miserable, a lot of times you're getting a reduction because you're miserable, right? Like either your back hurts, your shoulder hurts, you have a ton of loose skin, like you just aren't comfortable. So when that all is taken out, the breast tissue, the extra skin, and that weight is like relieved, you, you feel great. The stitches get a little itchy, but like I was not really in pain at all. So super chill. Just make sure you have like the right recovery bras with like the clasps in the front. Um, try not to push yourself. I think the best advice I would give, which I didn't take, is even though you feel good, I mean, I hope you feel good. I hope your recovery is like mine. But like if you feel good, don't like go work out and don't like do things. Like just because you feel good doesn't mean that the internal stitches are healed. Like they're not and you don't want anything to happen. So just like give yourself the break that your doctor's telling you to give, even though you feel fine. That would be, that'd be my advice. Learned that two of my friends might be getting divorced and can't stop thinking about it. Totally hurting for them. That's hard. That's also hard if you and your spouse are friends with both the people and the couple. And it's kind of like, this is awkward. What do we do here? 
I, I'm, I'm so curious, like in 20 years, who of my friends are still married and who gets a divorce? Because let's be real, the divorce rate's high, especially here in Utah where we all get married so young. So it's really sad to see people that you care about fall out of love or get cheated on or get divorced. And I'm praying that none of my friends have to go through it. But it is one of those things where it's kind of like inevitable, like at least one of us is going to have to go through it. I mean, I hope not, but I mean, if you have 20 friends, at least one of them is going to end up divorced and that's life and that sucks, but I guess just be there for them. And I, in a weird way, it might even like, I don't know, I guess it could go two ways. It could strengthen your relationship because you're like, wow, I don't want to go through that. I love you so much. And it'll like reunite some fire between you and your spouse because you just like see how sad that is. Or you'll be like, huh they seem a lot happier. Should we get divorced? I don't know. I don't know. But either way, um, that sucks. That's hard to see people you care about going through a divorce, especially if there's kids involved. Like that's, that's hard. Um, I cannot get my baby to sleep in his crib. He's six months old. And ever since the four month sleep regression, he wakes up every hour. Josie help. How do you get your babies to sleep? Most nights I get desperate and bring him into bed with me and my husband, but this scares me. Will I ever have alone time? Girl, my babies suck at sleeping. Suck. Um, Banks has actually done a lot better the past three days. What I have, the only thing that has helped with Banks um, is I have Caleb be the last person to feed him during the day or at night. For some reason, if I'm the one to do it, he doesn't sleep as well. But if Caleb's the one that does it, he sleeps better. So maybe if your son, if your baby wakes up, have your husband go do it, especially if you're breastfeeding, because then he won't like smell your titty juice. So you can, you can like just chill and go back to bed and your husband can take care of it. But that would be my advice. Also, like I know there's a ton of sleep courses. There's, you know, the sleep fairy, there's the peaceful sleeper, there's taking care of babies. They're all very similar in a sense. And I've tried them and with Bentley, they didn't work. With Brooks, they kind of worked. And with Banks, they don't work. So I think it really depends on your baby. Um, I personally really do love the Dreamland baby weighted sleep sack. I don't think it's going to be like the biggest game changer. Like, I don't think you're going to put it on them and get a full night's sleep the very next night. Like, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think it does help because when, when I put him in something else for naps or, you know, if, if it's dirty or whatever, I do notice a difference. It's nothing crazy, but there is a difference. And I think with consistency, if they get used to a certain sleep sack, whether that is a dreamland baby or just like an average not weighted sleep sack, I think routine is also huge. And the more kids you have, it's harder to be in a routine, which I think is another reason why Banks isn't the best sleeper because our routine is kind of all over the place because it depends on our other two kids, not him. Um, so yeah, I guess my advice is have your husband try Maybe try a new routine, try a new sleep sack. If you want to try Dreamland Baby, try it out. I think my code, let me make sure I have the right code. I think it's Weekly Trash, I think. Let's see. I don't want you to, because if you're, because they're kind of expensive. So if you're going to get one, you might as well get a discount. Let's see. It is, yeah, Weekly Trash to get 15% off. Um, see if that helps be consistent with the routine and maybe try if you haven't already tried taking care of babies or dreamland baby or peaceful sleeper or the sleep fairy, maybe try one of their courses and see if that helps. You just, you just never know. Every kid is so different, which makes life so fun. But yeah, sleep is hard. You will get alone time again. Just probably not for a minute. My car is completely dead and I found out I'm infertile on Christmas break. I just got married and I'm 23. RIP me and my poor husband. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's all very hard, especially when it's a holiday and everything's supposed to be happy and exciting. Um, the infertility part, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, the ins and outs of your situation. 
But like, is there a way to do IVF or like you like literally just like can't have kids either way. So hard. Also just like when you just got married and you're just finding this out, that's tough. That's really tough. So I'm sorry. Um, speaking of infertility though, I feel like a lot of people who listen to weekly trash know who JC Marie Smith is. And she just found out she was pregnant and she went through IVF with the infertility stuff. I think it was more, it was more her husband's reasoning why they needed to do IVF. But you know, IVF really is a miracle and it helps so many people have babies. So if that's an option for you, you know, just know that like it it can work. It's very expensive, which sucks. And I, I wish they insurance helped with that. I don't know why it doesn't, but, and then there's also surrogacy adoption, all those things, but it still sucks. And I'm so sorry. My brother-in-law was taught. My husband's brother was talking trash about my husband when he didn't know I was in the room. I don't know if I should tell my husband or not because they are like BFFs. What was he saying? Like, was it that bad? Was it like really bad? Because what I would do is I would call my out, call out my brother-in-law and be like, I heard you talking trash. Um, stop. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe you don't have that relationship with your brother-in-law. So you like, you feel weird saying that, but I don't know. I feel like unless it was just so horrible, what he said, I don't think you need to bring it up. I don't think it's that big of a deal because I feel like everyone talks shit sometimes, you know, but definitely if you have a good relationship with him and you can be like, Hey, dick, don't talk shit. I would do that. Um, I have a nine month old baby and I already want another. Isn't that just crazy? If you want to have another one already, go for it. Do it. You were put on this earth to replenish it. So you go, girl. You go, girl. Uh, we'll do two more. I told oh, this one's sad. This one's sad. I told my husband on Christmas Eve that I didn't want to live anymore. And it is the most real thing I've said in a long time. First of all, I'm proud of you for telling your husband and like being honest. That's huge. And that's not easy to do. Second, that breaks my heart that you feel that way. Cause I have felt that way before too. Oh, I'm not going to cry, but that's hard. That's really hard. And I think a lot of people feel that actually, I don't think I know a lot of people feel that. Um, but know that that feeling is temporary, even though it feels like it's not, it is whether you need to go on antidepressants, need to get therapy, whatever it is, you can get through this. It is a temporary feeling. You are meant to be here. You are loved. You are important. People need you. They love you. And this feeling is going to go away. Even if it doesn't seem like it is, it is, it is. And I am so sorry that you are in the thick of those feelings right now, because that is heavy and that is hard. And that is work every day to push through that. I know it's, I know that feeling that's hard. So I'm so sorry, but I'm so glad that you were able to express that because now maybe you can accept help, whether that's meds, therapy, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way, which this kind of, this, I forgot to mention this, this reminds me of breath work. Maybe try breath work. I did breath work for the first time before, was it before or after Christmas? Um, and that was a really cool experience. My friend Maddie, hosted a breathwork class at her house and I didn't know what to expect. Caleb kind of told me because he did a breathwork thing back last year. Um, so I kind of knew like the breathing technique where it's like, (sighs) and, but I didn't realize it's like a workout. Like breath work is work. Like it's actually work. I thought it was going to be like peaceful music. You're breathing. No, it's intense. It is intense. And 
I really should do like a more in-depth episode about this, but just for anybody who might be interested or struggling with suicidal thoughts or depression or anxiety or eating disorders or whatever it is, um, ADHD, breath work is a really cool thing. And I think if you can push through it, because like I said, it is hard work. You're breathing like that for 30 minutes to an hour. Your body does some interesting things. Like for me, I like got my hands got all like tightened up and like almost paralyzed and I was sweating. Like I was soaking wet. I was sweating so bad. Like it's not comfortable. You have to push through the uncomfortableness to get that euphoric feeling. Um, But when I was doing it, I did like have this very peaceful moment where I was very in tune with my emotions. And I think being on antidepressants, sometimes I'm numb where like I want to cry, but like I can't let it out. And that just like helped me purge all of these tears and emotions that I had been holding on to. Um, And I think it could be really, really good for you. So maybe, so look into breath work. Um, I know there's a lot of places that do it. I know, um, oh, what's that place in Utah? If you live in Utah, oh, I'll link it. It's like Jerko. It starts with a J. It's in Draper. They do like ice baths and all that. I know they have breath work, but Google breath work, find a place near you and try it. You know, it's just know it's work. Know you have to push through it, but it could, it could save your life. Okay. Last one. And then we will end. First year of marriage has been hell. How? When everything was just fine before, what switch gets flipped? I know you said it was hard for you to help. So I think for me, like the flip for us was the reality versus the expectations. So like I didn't know what real marriage looked like. And I think this is common for people who grow up religious, who get married really young. You think you know what marriage should look like. Like you have this picture of your head of what it's going to look like. And then reality sets in and it's not like that. And that's hard to work through. That's how it was for, for us at least. We have, I had this expectation that it was basically going to be like playing house. Um, and when you're playing house, you're not putting into the equation money problems, um, bad days, um, you know, just day to day little things that aren't fun going to work, um, just, just life. You're not putting into the equation life. And I think for some people that doesn't phase them because they're like in the thick of the honeymoon phase, right? Like they're just so obsessed with each other. They just want to fuck all the time. That's, but that also can be taken away when you add the stresses of life. So that's why I think some people, it doesn't affect them because they don't get stressed as easy or they don't really care about the worldly things as much. And they're just like in this like infatuated zone. I also think the longer you date, the more that that infatuation and like hot and heaviness starts to fade off. So then when you get married, it really is like the real life parts. Um, I think my advice is you have to go with the flow. You have to just know that this, this hard stuff, I mean, don't get me wrong. If there is abuse, if there is like actual shit going down, maybe you're not meant to be together. But if you just feel like it's hard, if you guys aren't like meeting in the middle, if you guys are bickering, if you're feeling unloved, like if you're just like going through a rough patch, I think the best thing you can do is communicate that to each other and sit down and be like, why do we feel this way? Like what outside stressors are affecting our marriage? And like for me and Caleb, it was work and money. Like that was the biggest stressor on our marriage because Caleb had different financial goals than me. I wanted to buy things right away. I didn't care about, you know, saving and, you know, the bigger picture of things. And that frustrated him. And we didn't even figure that out until later. And I feel like if we would have figured that out sooner, it would have made it better. 
So try to find what the stressors are. I know you said like what switch has flipped. And I really think it is figuring out the difference between your expectations and like what your reality is and focusing in on what your reality is and how you can make it more like your expectations, if that makes sense. Like if you want your husband to do X, Y, and Z, look at what he does now in your reality and be like, okay, let's express to him what we want, like what our expectations are. And let's meet in the middle and let's talk about it and let's have an open conversation about it, if that makes sense. Um, But I'm sorry, just know if you love each other, you can get through it and it'll be, it'll be beautiful. I'm, I can honestly say I love Caleb more and more every single year. Marriage is an amazing thing and I'm so grateful that I'm married because the dating world out there is a little rough. So just be grateful that you, you found your person, you know, and just work through it. If again, if there's no like big serious issues going on. But that is it for Weekly Trash. I love you all. I will be back in studio on Wednesday recording with Haley. And the episode will be out on Thursday. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the love, the five-star reviews. It means the world. I need to pick some five-star review winners for sweatshirts. I think I'm three weeks behind. Eek. Um, So I'll post those today, but I love you guys. Have the best week and don't forget to take out your trash. Bye.